for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, and weekly giveaways. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. This week, we have a great show lined up for you. We head to Brenham, Texas, where we'll head over to Marigold's Fine Tobacco Lounge, talk to the owner, Bruce. He hand rolls all his own cigars. Got a great story. He's fourth generation in the tobacco business. Then we'll talk to Greenside cigar owner, Ty, and get his story. Uh, They sent me a couple of cigars. I wanted to share them with you. And then, of course, we'll hear from Cigar Man Official. Uh, We'll get his cigar tip of the week. Then we'll talk about the Cigar Talk trivia question. And then, of course, I'll give you my cigar of the week. Stay tuned, and uh, we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We're at a really cool shop near Brenham, Texas, and uh, we're here with the owner, Bruce, and uh, tell us about your shop, Bruce. All right. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate you having me uh, with you today. Well, thank you. All right. So Margolis Fine Tobacco uh, started back, uh, it's gone through a couple of name iterations over the years. Uh, Margolis Fine Tobacco here in Brenham. Uh, my great-grandfather started in uh, 1912 with his brothers, and my grandfather was a cigar guy. My dad was a cigar guy. Long Actually, my daughter, one of my daughters is a cigar. She worked for a buddy of mine in Austin. Really? She, uh, you know, she gets involved. My wife is involved. It's a, it's a family thing. I hope to get my grandson involved one day. But anyway, we uh, were unique in where we used to carry our cigars and all the other major brands. We found that we were selling our hand rolls that we do, all organic leaf. We were selling ours at more than 10 to 1 over everything combined. Wow. So eventually we just said, you know what? We're just going to go with ours. People love it. They love that it's organic. They love that we hand roll it. We tell them they're made with love and tobacco, of course. <laughs> right. Uh, so We don't use anything artificial, which is great. We uh, make sure, again, that the leaf is organic. We don't want anything grown where all the great leaves are grown, whether it be Dominican Republic, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Brazil, you know, Sumatra, Indonesia, you know, all these places. You never know. Some of them are still using things like DDT and whatever pesticides. So we insist on buying only organic leaf so we control what we have. And we also use only aged leaf. So right now, we are enjoying our uh, Dark Invader, we call this one. This is where we're, uh, Rob and I are having our Robusto right now. And this is an Oscuro Maduro. Well, uh, I'll tell you, it's really nice because the retro hell is so smooth, which right. is a top indication that it's aged. Right. I was going to say, this this leaf and all of my leaf are aged. So Very nice. Uh, some of the Maduro on the bale, I'm, I've got a bale I'm still working off of that was harvested in 85, 1985. The newest wrapper no that I use right now is our Connecticut Shade, being a more mild, and it was harvested in 2002. Wow. And the secret to a great cigar, in my opinion, is, and your opinion is very valuable to me. No cigar is ready before it's time. Right. Exactly. You know, we make them fresh out of aged leaf and the aged and the organic and then the quality of the roll. So whether I'm rolling or my rollers who are either from Cuba, the guys that grew up rolling or the ones that I train, 
you know, we, we want to make sure it's firm enough, it's tight enough without having to get that McDonald you milkshake through draw. a straw. Yeah, that's what so I like. you get a smooth draw, consistent. You don't want it spongy. You don't want it too tight. You want it to burn just right. And uh, yeah, I, I'm perfect. looking at mine. I'm looking at yours. We've got we've got some nice even yeah, burns going. Perfect. So well, I was going to ask you, how long have you been rolling? I have been rolling since I've been smoking since '64. Not bad for a guy that's only 25 years old. <laughs> uh, I've been rolling since 1960. I got to think of how old I am here. Uh, I've been rolling since 1968. 1968 that's a so year before i yeah. was born yeah 51 years i've been rolling so <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm almost to the point where i'm a professional getting close getting close <laughs> yeah i'm still a rookie but i'm i'm learning so I'm learning. how so how old were you in 68 i was nine years old so you started rolling at nine yeah. my grandfather gave me my first one i was five my dad saw me smoking and he said what are you doing i said smoking a cigar he says, I know that. Why? I said, well, Grandpa gave it to me. <laughs> he kind of shook his head a minute and says, okay, well, you know the rules. Because they'd always talked about the rules. When I was old enough to smoke, you don't sneak them, you ask. Nice. And moderation. Right. And even to this day, as much as I enjoy my cigars, I do try and make sure I still have relative can we can we, we'll say relative moderation say, we already talked about how many we've smoked this morning before we started moderation doing is uh depends on who's giving you the definition exactly right <laughs> i love it i smoke in moderation too i yeah. never like mark twain said yes. i never smoke yeah, more sm than one at a time right. i smoke in moderation only one cigar at a time That's right twain, uh, mark twain i believe smoked close to 30 a day if i recall is that the number I, I don't know how and, many smoked. Uh, George Burns was 20 a day, and, you know, he lived to be 100. My well, grandfather, who uh, died at 92, had had uh, – he'd been run over by a horse and wagon in 1906. <laughs> so he'd had health issues that were not related. <laughs> right. Still lived in 92. My great-grandfather lived in 96. Wow. So I, uh, I'm celebrating a milestone today myself. So if I can hit another – 36 years and hit my great-grandfather i'll be i'll be i'll be just fine you'd be that. happy with that i'll be happy with that yeah. well that's awesome man and before i started smoking my voice sounded like this no and you had less hair on your chest yeah and more on my head <laughs> right <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell everybody when i got here bruce gave me a tour of the shop and i'll post a video on the it uh, itunes and, excuse me i'll post a video on instagram and uh we'll do a live tour so you guys can see it but it's a really cool retro feel you come in you have this retro furniture you got lighting you've got a, a great uh purification system so that there's not smoke in here you know i go to a lot of lounges and you have that heavy cloud that just kind of hangs about you know about a foot over your head we've been smoking in here and there's no smoke hanging anywhere so you've done a great job on the shop the lounge uh, you guys also do pipe tobacco? Pipe tobacco, and we even do our own, and that's, again, all organic, natural flavors, everything we do. And we do the shisha tobacco for hookahs. So, and I know you're not real familiar with that, and we're going to stick with cigars, but most people that are familiar with hookah, and I know there are a lot of folks that cross over, uh, and I didn't show it to you, but I will before you leave today. Most hookah tobacco that you're going to buy anywhere is bright red. They put a food coloring in it. Oh. In artificial flavors. And I showed you ours, and you smelled just one of mine. I think you smelled our tropical mint flavoring on that is, again, all natural. So I use 
we're using natural lemon, lime, orange, coconut, and uh, mint from my wife's organic garden. So we nice. keep everything natural. Well, and and no I'll tell you, colors. I've really never even thought about smoking a hookah. But after you showed me it, I was kind of like, well, you know what? One time, one day I'm going to come back down here and try a hookah just because it was very interesting to look at that tobacco. Oh. It's not like anything I've seen before. And the it's process is totally different. Yeah. Well, and the way you were talking about putting the tobacco in the top and then putting the the coals the coal yeah. on top that sounds interesting yeah so it's not really my thing but i definitely would like to try it well, sometime. It, it, it's not necessarily my i enjoy it when i do it it's uh it's much lighter you know even though these cigars are going to be smooth hookah is different in that you're not burning your tobacco per se you're not setting it on fire you've got coals over the top so it heats it and it's also being filtered through and water it's filtered through water so you're not getting you. all the you're not getting the tars and things like that but you do get the nicotine that's a well factor. well see that's one of the things that made me want to yeah. try it. we'll have to try that yeah, in the future. he said it's about 15 times more nicotine maybe oh, i don't even yeah it's 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 strong people people are amazed when they stand up if they're first-time hookah smokers and and what i make compared to the commercially available bright red stuff that comes in the plastic much i control the nicotine content by how much i purify my tobacco by rinsing it oh wow so, yeah. did not know that i'll actually have to do that one time if you come back i'll actually show you the process oh i'm definitely going to come back so, yeah. yeah so when did you decide to open up this uh, lounge here in brenham well this is our second lounge in brenham oh, okay. actually our third excuse me this is my third in brenham so this one we opened up about i guess I want to say it's probably been four or five weeks ago. We had outgrown the spot we were in before. You you, you know from being in here, and I guess you'll have the pictures. People can get an idea. This is a good-sized lounge, tall ceilings, so we keep everything nice and fresh. Our other spot was uh, about a third, maybe less than a third the size of this. Oh, okay. And you get in there, especially, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. The, the day It's Sundays. The days where you're, we tend to be more crowded, and we'd be just packed to where people enjoy it we're sitting around with everybody's got that same thing in common we're gonna smoke a cigar we're gonna solve the world's problems maybe tell a lie or two and uh, and enjoy a, an adult beverage but we would get crowded and so we decided we needed a bigger spot that we could expand so that's when we went here and like you mentioned our retro look our our furniture what our look was we went we went for a Mid-century Las Vegas casino lounge. Oh, I love it, I man. think we pulled it off. What do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So when our I... furniture's authentic. Our ashtrays, as you can see, those are all 50s. Even that uh, that uh, smoking stand next to you is actually a humidor. I don't know if you notice that. And there's another one on the other side. So those are actually uh, authentic to uh, nice. the period as well. So we try and keep it all. It's, it's just a consistency. It makes it different, I think, than any experience you'll have. Well, your logo's perfect, too, because it looks like you're on the strip. Yeah. Yeah, you knocked the, you knocked the home run with this one. We I appreciate that. Thank you. And I love the furniture. You know, you go into a lot of shops and you see the same style over and over. Which I which I have for years, and and which, I'll say my first lounge here in town was more that style. Which is fine. Oh yeah, there's nothing it's, wrong. It's, That's what we've come to expect. Great to have something different, and so thank you. You know, when you think of different, you think of something new. But what's cool about what you've done is you've made something new by going back in time, right? Which is very cool, right? And it's it's funny, and you know, of course, I got a little bit when when I normally in the evenings I will dress. If you can think of uh, the Rat Pack in some of the movies where you know you have Frank Dean, Sammy, 
Peter and uh, Joey Bishop, and they'd all have, uh, you know, their, their tuxedos and things. So I will wear my tuxedo. I'll often wear my top hat while I'm in here. Nice. The ladies that work for us, you know, guys will do, I've got a vest on, you know, we'll, we try and dress kind of the period. The ladies wear like the 50s cocktail dress. Very we, we nice. Like to, we like to keep the image. However, I want to make it clear that we don't discriminate. We, we don't care if you come in here. We get a lot of the... Uh, the roughnecks from the oil field just because of our proximity to uh, the oil here in Texas. We get the guys that come in there with their coveralls on, or we'll get people coming from the lake, which is close by, in their shorts or their bathing suits. Whatever you come in, be comfortable because that's how I am. I'm comfortable in whatever I do, and I want you to do the same. When we have a cigar. You're having a cigar. We're having a cigar. We're not in a hurry. We're not that cigarette smoker. <laughs> right. That's, you know, between uh, – Breaks once an hour, they're out in the parking lot or wherever they have to go anymore. Just smoking it as quick as they can. The cigars, the experience, taking the time. Exactly. If you don't have time for a cigar, you're don't, doing it wrong. Don't smoke a cigar. Yeah, yeah. right. You're doing, you're doing it wrong. It, right. And uh, the bottom line is, we we tell people, I guess an unofficial slogan we have here is, you may come in a stranger, but when you leave, anybody in the lounge, you're a friend. And we even do we a little bit different, a little off the subject of the lounge, but we'll, I do. Uh, about two to three times a year in the winter months. We don't ever get super cold down here in uh, in Texas, southeast Texas. But uh, I, ha- I live out in the country. We've got a big bonfire pit. So, oh, nice. Uh, we do what we call, and I, I hope it's okay if I say the oh, word. Oh, absolutely. We, uh, we call it uh, bonfire, bourbon, beer, and bullshit. Nice. And uh, I invite uh, all of our regular customers are members to the lounge and then anybody else if we've got room i try to keep it at about 30 people or so and uh, we just put that out you know we'll put it out on our facebook page or instagram or twitter or whatever it is well now now you know i'm gonna want to invite well yeah you're you're gonna you're gonna welcome and the other thing we do and i probably should add another b to the bonfire bourbon beer bullshit uh uh, we do barbecues oh nice the grill so last time we had guys Nobody brought up, we did because it's an evening thing and it's quick. We didn't do any uh, traditional brisket, you know, our staple food down here. Right. But we had guys bringing ribs. We had guys bringing steaks and burgers and sausage. And, you know, people, they bring their meat and we, we just make it into the experience. But it's the same thing we carry through here. So in the lounge right now, we're BYOB. Uh, we will be changing, hopefully, uh, depending on uh, how it goes with liquor license and so forth, to having top shelf uh you know, bourbons and, you know, rum. I mean, just good top shelf scotch, whatever your whatever right. your favorite is with your cigar or or the traditional cocktails that kind of go with our sure. our mid century rat pack feel, theme. whether you want your martini and then craft beers and so forth. So we want to make it we wanna we want your experience always to be not just a great cigar, great company, but just the overall experience. The over you know, and we'll have an I we you saw we we even have a, a poker table in here, so we'll have a, a gentleman's or gentle ladies game of poker. People will just start playing. You know they'll, they'll they play, play Texas Hold'em. They play whatever they want. Yeah, I got so you. So typically on a Friday, Saturday night, Thursday night, very often we have a we have a regular group of guys to do their regular game here, and our rule is you guys do what you want. We can only do chips on the table. We we don't the house can't touch it. We keep it totally legal. What you guys do outside is up to you. But we we want it to be. Right. A great experience. Well, so another question I have for you is, uh, are you guys outside the city limits? 
No. No. So how's the city of Brenham as far as working with you and they're you know, they're they're good people. They're very business friendly. And I'll tell you, if That's anybody great. is from out of the area and ever wants to come in, I always tell them, uh, of course, people in Texas and the south part of the US are all familiar with bluebell ice cream. I was just gonna ask you the about bluebell Blue ice Bell. cream. The the creamery is uh, about seven minutes from here, so I'll often tell people in our seasonal shops that we do at various uh, renaissance festivals and other motorcycle rallies and barbecue festivals. We also, we're not just in the shop. We go to a lot of events and venues and have uh, shops and some of them. But I'll say, you know, if they're interested and they're like, it's a little bit far, I said, we'll make it into an experience. Come out, you know, do like a Saturday morning, hit the Bluebell factory, and then you get your ice cream. So they'll, they give you your free ice cream after you can't beat that. And right. then uh, downtown Brenham is just full of, chock full of, Really cool little shops, and we've got uh, some amazing uh, restaurants now. Uh, we've got one of the top of the 6,500 or so craft breweries. The Brazos Valley Brewery, which is in town, nice. is one of the 50 quickest growing in the nation. Really? Uh, 6,500 in the little town of Brenham. Wow. Pretty amazing. Uh, in the top they, 50 of the yeah, nation. And they won three golds in different categories for their beers here. And the what's the name of that one? Brazos Valley Brewery. So oh. we're actually... Because this lounge is new, if I can throw a little plug in, May 4th, may the 4th be with you for the Star Wars right. fans, we are going to be doing a grand opening here, and Brazos Valley Brewery will be bringing in the beer, so we'll have free beer, live music, which we have on the weekends anyway, and great cigars. And what, what day of the week is that That's on? That's a Saturday. All right, I might have so, to see if I can get that yeah, Saturday so I tell people, Come on, make it into the whole day experience, and uh, we also have something we've got, we actually have uh, the, I don't know if you notice the cross street, we're right here, we're right at a corner. At Salem Road, we're on Highway 36 South in Brenham, but uh, just down the road about a mile is a winery. We've got four really great wineries in the area, so we've actually had the wineries come in and do tastings. We've got a local uh, home brewers club. They held their meetings here about about quarterly. They do monthly meetings, so we host them, and we do that. Well, we did in our other shop. We'll be doing it here. We also are the home of the Zithological Society of North America which is a fancy way of zithology is the study of beer. And the okay, I was fixing to say you're going to have to give me the definition yes, the, on that. Yes, Zithological Society of North America, Brenham chapter. There are some other chapters starting, but they're based here. So we're going to be hosting the Beer Club as the simple name for it. Very they're nice. going to be holding their meeting here in uh, the next few months. I don't know the exact date. And that's always open to the public. So whether you're a member of the club or not, you come in and you pay your $10. You They, they bring in... Uh, new beers they bring in the uh, they try to bring in somebody from the breweries who and this is breweries from all over the place where they explain the differences and we talk about the beer and the camaraderie is great with the men and women that oh yeah always. That perfect match with the uh, with the cigars and we work with a couple of local distilleries as well so so there's some local distilleries yeah. too wow we work uh, we, we do uh, bone distillery which is in Smithville okay south of Austin uh, they do a bourbon that I will put against any, you know, Kentucky bourbon, bone bourbon. We've been uh, doing a bone bourbon cigar. A lot of people have had the Maker's Mark cigar. Right. Uh, I personally, I like my Maker's, don't get me wrong, but I love the bone. That's kind of how I started uh, working with these folks. I tried it once and I was like, I got to get to know these guys. So we do a, a bone infused. So we don't just infuse like normal, like, like the Maker's would do where they infuse the leaf a little bit and they dip it. We also take a hypodermic and we inject it. Oh, really? Yeah, and we also do it in the cigarillos, a little, you know, cigarette-sized yeah. small cigars. 
where we'll infuse those with the bone, and we do a bone bourbon pipe tobacco. So we do some pretty unique things. Nice. But, yeah. I didn't know y'all had a distillery around here. We've got a couple of them, yeah. Awesome. Uh, and, you know, and, and relatively close, within the hour, there are several. So, yeah. <clears throat> well, let's shift gears a little bit. Yeah, let's talk And let's cigars. talk about, well, I want to uh-huh. talk about your heritage okay. in the tobacco business. So we're talking, it goes back to your great-grandfather? Yes, sir. Okay. So we're talking now about 170 years. Wow. So, what did your great-grandfather do to get into the business? He immigrated to the United States, didn't speak English. And where was he from? He was from Russia. Okay. And he needed, uh, he and his brothers needed to support the family that immigrated. So, they had been uh, dairy farmers over in Russia. Oh, really? Yeah. So, total different switch. And they were uh, multitaskers, too. They eventually got back into that as well as other businesses, but they always had that the true, true long-term aficionados, I guess we'll use that, that, that terminology, which we've all come to right. understand. Very nice. So then your grandfather went into yeah. the tobacco business right. as well. Right. And, and my dad. what area were, did they, they work? They, in? they actually uh, went from New York where they'd gone and they ended up in Michigan. And then I moved it down here to Texas because I'd moved from Michigan to Texas. You're tired of that cold weather. Absolutely. <laughs> the only place I like my ice now is in my cocktail. <laughs> nice. So I saw a picture hanging on the wall with you looked like about 10, 12 years old. 12 years old. Now, holding actually. a cigar. Me and my dad got our cigars in our hands. Yes, Very sir. nice. That's great. I love the tradition. And you're carrying that on. Yeah. Gives a gives a sense of pride in what you do. Yeah. And as a cigar smoker. That's appreciated because you're carrying on a tradition that you're proud of and so that you're going to make the best that you can. Yeah, I think so. And I've got uh, I've got pictures of my oldest son who actually turns 31 in a couple of days. I think he was three, maybe four years old. And uh, he's smoking a cigar. Of course, he's smoking it in the house back when we'd smoke in the house. Right. So, yeah, I got that. And uh, I mentioned to you my daughter works uh, had worked for a friend uh, – well, she was a student at University of Texas in Austin, so she worked in his shop for years. She worked for me before that. Nice. So she knows. She. I'll tell you how. I. I'll tell you what. If uh, if you go to our website and look at the, our flavor profiles, she's the one that does that. I, oh. I get some of it. I can do some profile, but she. She. I don't know if it's growing up with it and just maybe a more keen sense of smell and taste. She can usually smell a cigar burning and tell you where it's sourced. No kidding. Very impressive. Wow. And so you, you tell everybody of this or that. You know. Tell everybody where they can find your website. They can find us at. Uh, MargolisFineTobacco.com. Okay, and just so everybody knows, spell Margolis. M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S. Very I'll good. Do that again. M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S, CigarCompany.com. Actually, I think, did I do that? Yeah, it is. That's, I think, I think, I've got to think. I think it's Margolis. It may be Margolis Cigar Co., CO abbreviation. I know it's company. I'm. I should know this. I don't. Right. I don't. I don't go there on, anymore. And we're uh, also on Facebook. You're on Myrtle's Fine Cigars. And then you're also on Instagram. We're on Instagram and we're on Twitter as well. And if you go to our Facebook, it, we, it'll draw you. It all there. links you together. Yeah. And uh, we uh, for a while we talked about some of the name iterations. I had done uh, radio and comedy as the Caveman. So I was wondering where that came from. So our cigar brand that we do, some of them are called MFT, Margolis Fine Tobacco. People hit that MFT and come up with all kinds of ideas. Uh, 
But most of our cigars will be called a caveman cigar. So if you see a label with a funky little caveman logo, which was my logo back in the days of radio and stand-up, a self-portrait from years gone by. But uh, So some people know us as Caveman Cigar Company Okay. Well. So if you ever see a caveman cigar, those are our brand. And we also wholesale, so they're available around the state. And uh, we buy, you, know, you can buy them on the web. Are you, is your primary market in the Texas area, or do you? Uh, yeah, primarily, primarily. Okay. Just to keep it easier from a licensing standpoint, although we do wholesale around the country. I see. And we actually do shipments outside of the country for the countries that can import our cigars legally. So we've shipped everywhere from, you know, we ship to the U.K., we've shipped to Zimbabwe. I've got good customers over in Zimbabwe that order regularly. Wow. Which is, yeah, that's kind of a, yeah. That's wild. So I know of us in Africa, and... Even on, you know, our, we can see on, our, say, our Facebook, it'll tell us where people follow us there, and we get them from literally every continent. Not Antarctica, as far as I know. Although, not, hey, that'd not be yet. The, what a perfect hand warmer, right? Right. So, you smoke. You were smoking cigars when you were twelve. I was smoking them when I was five. Five. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't tell. So. Yeah. Did you grow up in the tobacco business and you fell right into it, or did you do some different things? Uh, well, I of course grew up into it and learned how to roll when I was, when I was young. And, uh, but like most people that grow up in a family business, it seems that it's one extreme or the other. You just get right into it or you want to get away from it and become your own person. And, right. And so I, uh, I, I've had a varied career. Like I said, radio comedy, I did politics. I did, uh, Engineering was my main career. I owned an art gallery. I taught college. I've done. We get all we could over go the on. place. We could go on, but I never got totally away from it. So, even uh, when I wasn't helping the family out in a pinch, which I would do, um, I was always always rolling for myself and for for friends. Oh, nice. So, you know, so no matter where you were, you were like, "Hey, send me some tobacco. I'm rolling cigars." Well, yeah, I'd always make sure I had. I'd always have it, so I'd have the cigars I liked best, and I like to try everybody else's. I don't want to. Say that I don't, you know, I've had, uh, you know, some great sticks from everywhere. And that's how I think I improve my own is I find the ones that are, you know, I see great ratings in, you know, some of the uh, publications or, you know, hear about them. And, and it's like, well, let me try that, see what I think. And some of them I'm disappointed with others. I'm like, I like that. Let me see what I can't do reading the description. Or I've gone into shops and. Some of the, uh, you know, the big money areas of Houston were about uh, 65 miles, I think, out of Houston, roughly. Is that how far? I thought it was further than that. Maybe so. a little further. Yeah, it might be 80 That's miles. That's pretty close. Yeah, so not, about yeah. an hour. Yeah, a little, yeah, about an hour, depending on where, you know, to get to Houston and if you want to get to downtown. Well, well I was going to say, it's about an hour to get to Houston and then another hour to get downtown. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, so we're, we're fairly centrally located. We've got uh, Bryan College Station, you know, Texas A&M, UT, or if I'm talking colleges, we want to keep equal opportunity there. Not far from Austin. Not terribly far from San Antonio. A little bit further. But uh, so we're we're a good central location for people that... Yeah, you're right in the middle, really. Yeah, we really are. And uh, we go as far... I mean, tor- getting towards uh, San Antonio, for an example. We're in, currently uh, in a shop in Gonzales, Texas, which is pretty close to there. And, you know... Now, have but, you been to Fredericksburg? Oh, yeah. You yeah. know there's a cigar shop there. I do. I've been there. Uh, Bob yeah. is the owner there. 
Talk to him about your cigars. He carries great cigars. Yeah. I bet he would love yours. Uh, you know what? Next time, because we go there about once a year or so. Next time I'm in, I'll have to bring a handful of sticks and give them a sample. That's usually how we get into a shop. Either they find out about us, or when I'm traveling around, I always like to go visit everybody else's because I I love to see what everybody else is doing. Yeah, I think love that's a great thing to do as a cigar shop owner. Yeah. Is like I have a friend who just uh, purchased an older shop. And, you know, he's thinking about some different things he wants to do. And I said, in my opinion, if I were you, I'd go to as many shops as I can go to. Absolutely. That way you see what you like, what you probably want to stay away from, what fits your personality. And so I know when I go to all these different shops, you know, there's all these things that you love. And there's things that you're like, oh, I do that different. Yeah. So if you go to a ton of shops, you can kind of put all the pieces together of what you might want to do. Exactly. So, and you've said you've been to hundreds of shops. Hundreds of shops. And we, like I said, we, we even wholesale, you know, places in the Northeast, you know, New England area. For wow. Example. And uh, I always like to go to different shops. I love going to the old ones that have that family tradition as well. And it's, it's just, for me, it's a joy. And you meet new people and, you know. It's an adventure. It is. And we, you get to meet so many unique people everywhere you go. Absolutely. But and we always have that same common, bond. We do. We're always taking our time. We're not in a hurry. If we're, if we're, like I said, I think a little bit ago, if we're in a hurry to smoke our cigar, we're doing it wrong. Absolutely. And uh, it's funny. We will have the occasional, well, not occasional. We get, we get, you know, probably once or twice a day, we'll have somebody coming in here looking for a Swisher Sweet or a Backwoods or a Black and Mild. And right. And we send them to the convenience store next door. They have what they want. <laughs> right. And they'll be like, well, why don't you have any of those? And I, and we we have what I think, and you're smoking one, so you tell me, is that, you know, in your opinion. But I think we have a very premium cigar, but we price them at the price of a good cigar. Yeah, I, and, I think it's a great cigar. Yeah, and thank you very much. And what I tell people that are looking for their their dollar stick or their, you know, their little five-pack for $3 on I said, no offense, but our our my opinion is cheap cigars aren't good and good cigars aren't cheap. Not not to say you have to spend a million dollars on a good cigar. Absolutely. But, but if you're, you if you're you looking for, for, you know, something, you know, in the way of a black and mild, which is, you know, that's Virginia tobacco with flavoring to make it taste like a cigar with brown paper on it. And most people don't even realize that. Really? But yeah. That's not, a, you know, we're, ours are so 100%. So it's not tobacco we rolled. Use, yeah. We... We only use full leaf when we make it. We don't have anything chopped. We we like that's that's part of that draw you get it. it nice it makes draw. it draw nice. You've got a nice firm cigar. These things we're, and we're, we lit them up before we started, and they're, they take their time. You oh, know, we've been smoking it. these for almost an hour. Yeah, and and I'm a fast smoker, As so a robusto lasted me an hour, mm-hmm. and we still have you know a third to go. That's right. impressive. I actually do, and I don't have any here right now. I've got them on one of my. Uh, I have them in both my Renaissance Fair shops right now that are going on in Texas. Uh, I do a cheroot, you know, just a small little. The Clean Eastwood. Yeah, we do, and we actually call ours the Eastwood. Nice. As a tribute to Clint. Um, the iteration, and I've improved it over the years. Um, the iteration I'm doing right now, I don't, my ring gauge on it, gosh, it's probably about a 32 or so off the top of my head. I should know, but. I don't. I just roll them out. You're close. I'm just a lowly cigar roller. I make them, <laughs> you smoke them. But I kid you not, these little things are—they're about 
oh, they're probably close to seven inches long, but just a little skinny cigar, about an hour. Really? People are blown away. But it, and it, it feel, it's, a, it's a firm roll, but because it's whole leaf, it burns perfectly. And wow. I'll tell people 45 minutes to an hour, and me being a guy that smokes cigars all day long, I get at least 45 minutes if I'm talking with customers, it may take me an hour. That's impressive. So, yeah, people are like. I've actually only smoked one shroot size cigar, and I don't know if you know it, but it's the uh, NAS from LFD. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the thing about that cigar is it's tiny. Right. But it's deceiving because it's one of the most high nicotine cigars right. I've ever smoked. Right. And the, I believe, is that a, what's the wrapper on that? Do you know off the top of your head? Is I, that, is I that do a girl, maybe? Oh, you know, I, I can't. If, if I told you, I'd be lying. That's okay. Which I can, I'll have to, which I'll I have can to make that. sure to get. I'll get you some of ours to try. I'll have to put a little package together so you can. Uh, oh, I'd love that. In the future, yeah. Well, you know, a uh, cigar smoker, in the, he's pretty new to cigar smoking. One day he told me, he said, I want the cigar that has the most nicotine in here. So I went and picked him out one of those. <laughs> and about an hour later, he was pretty green yeah <laughs> yeah that's was... that's the hardest thing i think when we have somebody new that comes in and wants something and they're well what do you recommend well i think i want a dark one let me let me start you off with something a little more mild right and it's always telling them and it's the same with the pipe smokers because we not only you know do the pipe tobacco we sell the pipes and i even carve pipes as well but uh we uh we tell them just take your time with it and I'll always say, if you start feeling like you're getting a little buzz, some people think, this is cool. I'm getting a buzz from smoking, and it's legal. I'm like, back off. You're inhaling it. Right. Don't and, do and that. And cigar smokers, that's that's something, especially the uh, cigarette smokers that'll do it, think that, oh, I can handle it. I inhale. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. And I'll tell you, that's funny because the same guy I gave that real strong cigar to, probably about three or four weeks ago, we're sitting in the cigar lounge smoking cigars and i look over and he's holding this cigar here and he's exhaling all this smoke and i said are you inhaling your cigars and he was like yeah and i was like man you do not need to be doing that no that's what people don't realize especially with a good quality cigar again one it's not got you know not the i'll call them the the cheaper the gas station convenience store grocery store type cigars which again a lot of those with the exception of probably a backwoods, which has leaf on it. But most of those are actually a brown paper. People don't realize it. They just figure it's, it's really just more like an expensive cigarette. It really is. But um, just with a cigar, part of our taking our time and, you know, enjoying it is we do get mellow from that nicotine because we've got that, that tobacco is in direct contact with our lips and our tongue. So we're getting all of that nicotine far more than anybody. And I tell people that smoke cigarettes, I said, you might consider trying to switch to a cigar because you don't smoke as many of them right and you're not putting it into your lungs and i'm the first person to say is cigar smoking healthy you know i think it's you know we yes we have our surgeon general warnings we know that but here i've been smoking for uh, 55 years yeah and, and do I, you and have, have any upper respiratory no, problems no, no issues related to it i mentioned to you uh, earlier before we started uh, recording that my grandfather lived to be 92, my great-grandfather 96, and they smoked cigars up until the end, and it wasn't anything to do with that. Again, you know, yes, we understand. I think anybody that tells you that it's healthy is, you know, not right. But of all the vices we can have, there are far worse. There's Right, right. So, and did, Now, did you ever smoke regular cigarettes? 
I tried it for a while. Did you? I tried it for a while. I smoked cigarettes for about 24 years. Okay, I did it for years, but not that many years. And I tell you, I mean, and the reason I quit was because it was really affecting my health. And so I haven't smoked cigarettes in probably about 12 years now. Yeah, I quit cigarettes 34 years ago. Well, when I went to the doctor to get my physical just two weeks ago, you know, they check your breathing and your lungs. And she was like, oh, you sound great. If you would have had me do that when I was smoking cigarettes, they were like, whoa, you're wheezing, you know. Well, you don't. I mean, honestly, you hear about people getting COPD. Oh, absolutely. But I don't know of anybody who's just been strictly a cigar smoker. Even my uh, some of my older uh, folks and members and I, you know, I kind of showed you some pictures of some of our more famous uh, folks that we uh, that we roll for. And I'm not going to go into that because I don't want to put them on the spot. You know, they they enjoy their privacy and I'll respect that. Um, but he's got, got some really cool people that buys his yeah, cigars. We, yeah, we do. But uh, one of the oldest ones on there, he's he in his 80s. And, you know, no COPD. He's like me. He's been smoking since he was a kid, you know, so. Yeah, I think there's a big difference there. I think there is. I think there is. And to me, I've always thought the biggest difference is you're not pouring a ton of chemicals into the cigars. But again, that's why I only want to do organic leaf, because if I don't know what's going into it, I don't want to smoke it. And I'm making what I think is a simple assumption. I'm thinking my my, uh, customers are going to want the same thing. You know, you think about your cigarette when you were doing it. What did that cigarette do when you lit it? It stayed lit all the way to, what, about a quarter inch from the filter, three-eighths of an inch, and then it would put itself out. Tobacco, if you're not puffing on it in its natural state, we set our cigars down for a few minutes, they're going out. Right. doesn't matter. Even when they're rolled perfectly, if you don't smoke it for a few minutes, they're going to relight. Right. A cigarette, you know, we've, we've all heard, we've seen the movies, I've heard the stories, you know, they put the chemicals in there to make them burn, but they also put that chemical in there to make it addictive and all the other. Sure. And a lot of people, when they're trying to get off of cigarettes, will try a cigar. And it, and we've got one of the uh, one of my apprentice rollers. She was a uh, almost two pack a, a day smoker till she came to work for us. And she's now she still smokes a few. She's about four cigarettes a day. Wow. But she'll she'll smoke a cigar or. That's because she's in a hurry. Yeah, you know but, what I mean. But now she's she, and she she just and she did hookah before she came to work for me. Oh wow! And she switched to ours, and so she does hookah and, and uh, cigars, but she only does the hookah on the weekends or occasionally when she's working. And she said, like I said, down from two packs to say four cigarettes a day. Wow! And she says, I feel the difference. Ours. Yeah, that's so, forty cigarettes a day on average. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Can you imagine 40 cigars a day? We were talking earlier, <laughs> Mark Twain with his 30 or whatever. Right. I can't even imagine that. No. Uh, and I heard just the other day, you know who uh, Steve Saka is? I He's know a name. cigar creator. Yeah. Anyway, he said he smokes on average about 10 a day, and he's been doing that for 25 years. Yeah. So he figured it up that's about 75,000 cigars. Yeah. I, like, I, I don't even know. You know, I've never really thought about it. And yeah. I will say in the lounge, and I typically am here uh, afternoons and evenings. Um, but in our shops that we do, our seasonal shops, the big Renaissance fairs around. When I'm doing that, part of, you know, part of selling it and they're watching me roll them. Sure. I'm either smoking a cigar or, in a case, or maybe a bowl of pipe tobacco, and I'm doing it from open to close. 
and maybe one before I open. Well, I would think that while a, you're rolling, you got to oh, have yeah. a cigar. So, going. you know, in those days, there's no question I'll smoke 10, 15 in a day. Wow. But one of the things, and I think you'll notice this later today and tomorrow and so forth, when you're done with these, again, because it's aged, aging is a huge part of the tobacco. Again, the cigar can be brand new, but you want your tobacco to be aged. Tobacco having natural ammonias and things that happen, it right. breaks down over the years. So some people that will talk about having that burnt tongue taste or the back of their throat. Or, or they retrohale and it yeah. just ammonia, you know, yeah. right through Or your waking up the next day and tasting it. You don't do that with these. And I get that comment all the time that guys that have been smoking for years will now tell us frequently all they smoke is ours. They say, we'll still try something, but man, we just keep coming back. But again, organic and aged leaf, no matter whose stick you're getting, that's going to be my recommendation. There's some great sticks out there. Mine are not the only ones that are great by any means, you know, and I recognize that. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm enjoying this. I'm I'm going to tell you, because I've never smoked your cigars, I'm always skeptical. You know what I mean? When you haven't heard of a cigar, you're right. like, all right, you know, but I'll, I'll try anything once, yeah. cigar-wise. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, I, me too. I, and I, well, I'll say, you know, and I, or I'll have the people that will give me. I had, I had a real a good friend of mine who started off as a customer and became a real good friend. Uh, he was so happy. He came to me one day. He says, I got you something special. I said, what'd you get me? He said, I got you a Cohiba, a real Cohiba. I said, you did? Where'd you get it from? I didn't say anything more than that. I already knew it wasn't a real Cohiba. Right. Anybody that knows Cohiba can tell the label. There's a million counterfeits. Oh, well, you know, uh, I follow a guy on Instagram named Big Smoke. Yes, and, I follow. Okay, yeah. so he showed like a whole new presentation of Cohibas, and they were fake. Oh yeah, and I mean, I'll they show you had if you the, want when we're done. I'll show you. I've, I actually have some. Well, this buddy of mine, he gave me one. He was so happy, and I said to him, "I said, Steve, listen, man, I want you to know, I always appreciate a cigar from anybody who's kind enough to think of me and get one for me." I said, "But just so you know, that's not a real Cohiba." He said, "How can you tell?" I'm, I'm six foot away from you. I said, I'm looking at the ring. He says, I'm six foot away from you. I said, bring it to me. I'll show you. And uh, so I said, but I'm going to smoke it anyway because I appreciate it. This thing, it was like doing a Wendy's Frosty or McDonald's milkshake through the straw. I thought my skull was going to collapse from the suction I had to have. It was so tight, and it was so rank. Oh, I bet it was rank. It was rank, but I smoked it. Wow, I'm impressed because a buddy of mine went on a cruise and brought me oh, yeah. back a box of Cohibas. Yeah, that's, that's and folks, if you, uh, if you go on a cruise, uh, you know, unless you're actually cruising to Cuba, don't don't trust that it's a Cuban cigar, right? And especially a Cohiba, a great Cohiba. When you smell it before you light it, you'll know it in a heartbeat. And you know, people always ask me, "Do you guys do Cubans?" Well, you know, while well, you can go to Cuba and you can bring them back with you, we cannot bring in bales of leaf. We cannot roll with Cuban leaf. And even if I could, all the great leaf anymore, it's all Cuban seed anyway. And it, right, they get, just took the Cuban seed the over to Nicaragua, the, the Dominican, you know, so the Dominican, and, and the soil it, I've heard is actually better. Right. Well, in they Nicaragua. haven't even think about this. Okay, so Castro took over in Cuba roughly sixty years ago, give or take. At that point, you had you know his his economy was uh, you know well he he still had a little bit you know Kennedy I don't know if you've heard this story or not before Kennedy put the embargo on Cuba. He went out and had some of his aides, and he smoked. Oh, what were the little ones he smoked? Were they 
the Lanceros, I think they were. But he had his aides go to every tobacco shop around D.C. and buy every Cuban he could get. No way. That's a true story. I've, wow. I mean, I've heard it over and over again. So he had enough stock. I mean, sadly, it lasted him the rest of his life, not because, you know, he had so many at last. But, you know, we all know what that was. But uh, Cuba hasn't had the money to maintain their fields. You know, if you don't have the money to, you still, whether it's rotation or fertilizing, even with organic, you still have to maintain. Right. And anybody that goes to Cuba will tell you it's still dirt poor. Uh, I'll have to show you after we're done. I do have a picture. I had one of my good customers had me do a uh, box of cigars that did a custom blend form that he likes. And we do something unique in where if somebody wants a box, I don't have to get a whole box of, say, Maduro's or Connecticut's or whatever specific ones they want. We'll do a mix and match being a boutique, smaller company. But we also do, when you buy a box, we'll do a free custom label. Oh, nice. So he was, he was telling me he's going to Cuba, and he said, I'm going to go to, I'll bring you something back. I said, oh, great. You know, I've had other customers do that. He says, but I want to get some of yours because I'm going to be on a cruise ship for several days before I get there. Anyhow. He sends me, he emails me, or however he got it to me. I got a picture of him on the streets of Havana. You can tell that's where he's at, the old buildings, the old cars, the colors. It's no question. Where He says, and he sent me the note. He says, I got to tell you, I could not get a cigar I enjoyed as much as one of yours wow. in Cuba. Well, you know, and something that I've heard is there's tons of Cuban counterfeit cigars in Cuba. Yeah. And they're buying them from other places, yeah. bringing them in because yeah. – you can only get the really good Cubans at some of the actual manufacturers. Right. If but you like go on to the, the streets, actual factories. Yeah. That's, I've not been there. I do want to take a trip. Somewhere in my future, there is going to be a trip. There. Same here. And uh, I would love to see it. My aunt went a couple of years ago, and she told me, she says, she says you would have gotten a kick out of it. She says, I went into the factory, you know, in their factories. It's just a big room. And if any of you haven't seen what they look like, you can, you can pull up the pictures, you know, just do a Google search with the images of Cuban cigar factories, and you'll see these tables. Just, it's just tables of all these people rolling cigars. And, of course, they want to keep them rolling. So, you know, they're, they're entertainment, if you will. A lot of them don't read or write. So they actually have somebody, they, they have a book reader that sits up on a pedestal and reads books to the rollers. All wow, time. that's cool. And so she says, I go in there, and she says, it looked like a bunch of 90-year-olds, and she said the cloud of smoke was the thickest I'd ever seen. So are they all smoking? Yeah, because they're all smoking while they're rolling, which I do while I'm rolling as well. But I said, I said, Aunt Sarah Beth, I said, you know, they're all 25 years old. It's just a <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, just yeah. a joke. But, uh, yeah, but you're right. There are that. So be careful where, what you buy. And, you know, especially, you know, I would assume if you're listening to this podcast, you're a you're a serious hobbyist, at least, or you're getting into it. Right. But there are counterfeits out there. Well, I've actually had two listeners that just went to Cuba and uh, took pictures and all that good stuff. And, you know, it's really cool the way they do the paint schemes over there. Oh, yeah. And they all have the 55 Chevy taxi yeah. cabs. Yeah. I was thinking, man, you could bring those 55 Chevys over here and they'd be worth a mint. Right. Down there, they're just another car. Right. I've I've always uh, had a hobby of collecting cars. Uh, you know, over the years, I'll have something I really like, and then somebody will say, "Hey, will you sell it?" Everything's got a price for me. It's bad bad hobby of mine. But I'm actually looking. I want to get something in the uh, late '50s, early '60s. Um, 
just for fun, I would love to park it out in the shop. Oh, that'd be, be nice. And uh, I used to have uh, I used to have a '49 Chevy truck, and I did our caveman logo on the side, and I would take it to anything I'd promote. You know what you need? You need a Cadillac. Well, yeah, exactly. Parked out front. I'd love a '59. Yeah, that's my favorite. That'd be '59 Eldorado. Prices are a little high. Yeah, but yeah, I'm. I have actually I've almost daily. I I go on all the various pages and I look at them. I'm on. I'm a terrible insomniac. I think I told you last night I slept about an hour. I think well, we have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I get it on eBay almost every night and I do my searches and I put my years that I want in my right. Cars. And yeah, I uh, I would love to get an old Cadillac or even you know heck any anything that's Lincoln Lincoln. I I'll tell you what the Lincolns or even the uh, the early to mid uh, '60s T-Birds. Oh yeah, the little small ones are cute. The next version I thought was kind of and eh, not as attractive, but I liked that that other one. I said, "Man, get something like that." I've had a couple of Cadillac convertibles over the years. Oh, older nice. ones. Yeah. I even like the Buicks. Well, yeah, that give me a deuce and a half out of yeah. the Electra 225, or uh, even something like a, an old chrysler or desoto or something oh, like yeah. that and i've had i've had everything from hudson's to i've i've had i think uh i've got to think for a minute the uh, the truck that i'm driving today the one that i parked out front you saw um that one i call it 141 and when i said that my wife said what do you call it 141 so that's my 141st vehicle i've owned wow so i've had a few vehicles over the but, wow! Yeah, I don't have right. any. I mean, my oldest is old, but it, and it's got its antique license plates, you know, on it. But it's 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 a sports car. But I'd love to get uh, I'd love to get something in the in a just a in a cruiser, a big cruiser. Yeah, and you know, I just thought it'd be perfect. You know? Oh yeah, especially parked out in front. Park out in front, and yeah, I've got a friend actually. He lives literally. He's he's as close to walking distance as you can get to the shop. He's got a '59 Fairlane. I have been trying to buy his. Blue and white two-tone 59 Fairlane from him for years. Oh, those are beautiful, too. And I said, man, I would just love it. I should probably just pull it because he, he hasn't driven it. It needs some work, which I keep saying, I'll do it for you. But uh, I would just love to have it parked out front because it's it's an attention getter. Yeah, and, and for me, I love the convertibles being a cigar smoker. Oh, yeah. You just have the top-down cruising I've had, around. I've had, I don't even know if I thought about convertibles. I've got two convertibles. Currently. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, but over the years, I've had, oh, I don't know. I've probably had in that, in that 141, probably about 20 or so, give or take, convertibles. Wow. And yeah, you can't beat it on a beautiful day, especially this time of year in this area. We've got all the wildflowers, the blue bonnets, and Indian paintbrushes, and we're hilly and curvy roads. You know, people have images of Texas. If you haven't been here, because we're so massive in size, the landscape changes so much. But this area is known for its wildflowers, and we get tourists. And even the hill right in front of our shop on the front of the parking lot, I don't know if you noticed all the flowers there. Oh, yeah. But you drive around here, and there's people just stopped everywhere taking pictures. They just, of their kids or somebody laying out there. You'll have your girlfriend out there, and she's laying, you know, with her beautiful dress. And give her a cigar. Oh, that's gorgeous. Hey, Sorry. and what, what, what's funny is, though, people who aren't from around here, they come do that. And it's beautiful, but what they don't know is down below those flowers is fire ants. Fire ants, absolutely. <laughs> Isn't that true? And if you're not careful, maybe a rattlesnake. Right. Yeah. No. Well, up from where I live, it's rattlesnakes. Yeah. I don't know if you saw in the news just 
couple of weeks ago, a guy pulled 46 rattlesnakes out from underneath On his, his house. house. I saw yeah, that, that was I where saw. I live. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty fortunate. We have them here. I've not found that. We, we get a lot of copperheads, water moccasins, poisonous snakes. I've got a couple. We've got three dogs. We live out in the country. And I've got a dog that just loves to go after it. She's been bit. And dogs can handle it a little bit better, but she we've almost lost her a couple times. But she's also, over the years, built up an immunity. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Or the scorpions. Ah, the Texas one. But they, the, the flowers are beautiful. And my wife, who I just saw walk in a second ago, we love to go out in a convertible this time of year and just cruise and just... Oh, this is perfect time of year. And, uh, and if you haven't been in Texas, the best weather is in March, April and september october absolutely and i mentioned we're going to be building a, a covered okay. deck out uh, out back and the whole idea is for this time of year and in fall oh absolutely and then in the summer i'm going to do one of the uh, the mister kind of you know, oh where yeah it puts that nice water mist so if somebody did want to sit up there although with a cigar it can be a little bit detrimental if the wind's blowing the wrong way right but yeah well that's awesome man well uh is there anything else you want to let people know how to get in touch with you well um I'd do a phone number, but that's always harder. Just if you can remember Margolis Fine Tobacco. You can also find us as Caveman Cigar Company. Well, and I'll also but, put a link on my website. Yeah. So any listeners, just go to my website under guests, and I'll have a picture of your place and a link right. that goes to your Facebook page, and then they can find every which way they want and to find you. we welcome people. Unlike some shops, our lounge is not open to just members. We do have memberships. We get some great benefits. Awesome. But uh, come by if you're ever in the area. Um, if you come here and you want to make a day of it or do a weekend, we've got, uh, I've got a friend of mine who has an 1890s in here in town and wow. a couple of B and B's and his 1890s in every nice. room is themed, but it's all authentic, uh, furniture from really, there, except for the beds, because back then they were horse hair and they were a right. foot and a half wide, but other than the beds and the TVs. Rooms are gorgeous, and the inn, I'll, I'll give him a plug if I can, the Ant Street Inn. Absolutely. Ant Street Inn is wonderful. He's on TripAdvisor and Yelp and everything, and we're also on TripAdvisor. Okay. So if you're in the area and you can't remember the name, but you TripAdvisor's everywhere, and you put cigar shops, we're going to come up. Yeah, that's that's how I found you because yeah. I was like couldn't remember the name. A buddy of mine had come over here, and I saw pictures of the place, and I was like, oh, I got to go by there for sure because this is definitely a unique location and the way you guys have decorated it made it just comfortable uh and it just looks fantastic it reminds me if i was to go back in time and go to vegas well thank you and again that is that was our that was our goal i think we pulled it off pretty oh well. yeah you nailed it thanks so helps well, having a wife who's an interior designer oh well yeah you know? absolutely well man we appreciate you being on the show and I appreciate uh, you uh taking the time to come visit and thank you and come back anytime oh i'm definitely coming back promise you it. that all right bruce hey i appreciate it hey guys so a couple of weeks ago a company up out of kansas city sent me some cigars and i wasn't real excited about them i'll be honest with you because they were like golf related cigars and i've smoked golf cigars on the golf course before and Usually after about halfway through, you just kind of throw them out because they're nasty. But I didn't have my hopes up. But anyway, I started smoking the cigar and I was like, wow, you know, it's not really my preferred profile because I go something a little darker. Uh, you know, I like full body, medium, sometimes um, light to medium. But anyway, so it wasn't my regular. But what super impressed me about it was how smooth, how good the construction was. Uh, the draw was perfect. And it actually had some nice profile flavors. 
And it was funny because I was smoking the cigar that they call the par and uh, it lasted me for like an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes. And I'm a fast smoker. So I was thinking, you know what? This is actually a good cigar for if you're playing golf because you can take it with you from hole to hole. And I mean, you are to be able to play a good four, five, uh, six holes on this one cigar. And it was a really good cigar. So I decided I'd call up the guys and see the guys who uh, gave them to me and see if they would be able to do an interview. And they said yes. So I appreciate that. So let's talk to them. I got Ty on the line. How are you doing today, Ty? I'm doing great, Rob. Thanks so much for having us. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for the cigars. And I got to tell you, I think you really knocked it out of the park. I was really surprised at a good quality cigar you have. And being, you know, that you're selling them at golf courses, I think you could open up a market, not just at golf courses, because they're that good. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm glad you liked them. Um, yeah, I knew, I knew you were more of a full-bodied guy, so we took a little bit of a risk because most of our golfers and the, the kind of the research we did, they're more mild um, to smooth, you know, uh, preferences out there on the course. But, um, yeah, we sent you uh, two of our better ones that were actually rated the par and the, the birdie. And, yeah, we've kind of gotten the same feedback from everyone we've sent them to that, uh, you know, they can probably hold their own, um, you know, in any almost – cigar humidor or market yeah i was super impressed and i did see that uh on the uh package that you sent you had ratings on them and i was impressed i believe one was a 92 uh yeah the birdie the birdie stogie is a 94 and the par cigar is uh is an 89 okay and, and 94 are, that's even better yeah yeah and uh we, we were fortunate to uh to get to pair up with uh you know those two cigars out of the factory um that were kind of they were out there but they needed a new home a new marketplace. So, um, we got introduced to them. Um, we were excited as hell just to, to be able to, uh, call them our own and then get them out in the market. So those, those two rated cigars are actually what makes up our celebratory series. Um, and then we've got three other ones that are, um, not rated, but, uh, you know, lower in price range for those types of guys. And that makes up our, our pain easers. You picked up these awesome rated cigars. How, how did you get started in the business, Ty? So it actually came about, uh, by experience. Um, it's a, it's kind of a funny story. You know, I'm, I'm more, uh, on the golfer side than I am the cigar side, but, uh, I do enjoy a nice cigar, especially when I'm outside or on a nice day. But, uh, it's so funny. We're, um, I was with four buddies or three buddies and myself, and we were playing our, you know, Saturday foursome. I think it was like an 80 degree day in August and, uh, we don't get many of those in Kansas city. So, um, we were out enjoying the sunshine and, uh, just so happened that on the, fourth hole three out of the four of us birdied that that hole we're, oh wow we're pretty average yeah we're all pretty average golfers you know handicapped from the, the 16 to 20 range and uh for us all birdie a hole in a round or, or even the same hole in a round is just a very unique experience yeah so, that's uh, cool so, yeah so so we wanted to celebrate and uh, a buddy of mine you know the next hole we're on the fifth hole getting ready to tee off again and he pulled out uh, you know, his, his celebratory birdie stogie. At the time, he only had one, and it wasn't the original birdie stogie, you know, we have on the market today, but it was what he claimed as his birdie stogie. You know, God knows how long it's been sitting in his golf bag, but he pulled it out and started lighting it, and, you know, me and my partner who birdied the hole with him, you know, uh, said, you know, that smells pretty good. We'll take one of those. You got an extra. And he said, you know, I normally have four in the bag, but I'm down to my last one. This is all I got. So the next like you said, the four or five holes, you know, we had to go smelling his nice cigar and, and we didn't get, we didn't have anything to celebrate with. Yeah. You're uh, probably kind of bummed out. Oh, we were. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, you know, our part, our, our birdie didn't seem to be 
quite as nice as his. And so right. two weeks went by actually, and I was still mad about the damn thing. And so, um, you know, I decided, you know, we need to make nice golf, nice cigars that are, that are catered to golfers. And, uh, and, and that's kind of how the company started. So when you were coming up with your cigar line, uh, how did you actually come up with the different cigars for the different names? Yeah. Um, great question. So it's actually led off by the birdie. So we wanted to make sure, you know, that's one of the better scores you can get in golf, which means it's going to be one of the better cigars you can get from Greenside Cigars. So we did a bunch of research. we got to give all the credit to our manufacturers and our factories for putting it together. But so we started with the birdie, came out as a torpedo. Both the birdie and the par come from Honduras. Obviously, we want to cater to our golfers, you know, taste buds. It's going to be more medium to mild. And so we had the birdie come out with the torpedo. And then we figured, you know what, let's bring in the par a little bit bigger uh, in the Churchill form. It is also from Honduras as well, as I mentioned, and another rated cigar. And then we, we figured, you know, we had our two celebratory cigars, and we went and talked to a bunch of golf course, and they said, these are phenomenal. We love them, but, you know, we need we need a higher range. We need more. We, we want more to choose from. I said, okay. So we went back to the drawing board, and we said, let's give them, let's give them some more options. So we kind of came up with what we called our pain easer series, so the celebratory series. The birdies and the pars are great to smoke when you do something well, but, you know, if you need an excuse where you're not playing golf very well and you need an excuse to smoke a cigar, that's what the pain eaters are for. Oh, well, that's probably my line. Yeah, that's right. It's a lot of people's lines. Um, but they're also great cigars. So the, these cigars will be in the 13 to, to $9 range, started by our Mulligan, which comes in a Robusto, another very light cigar, followed by our 3 putt, which is uh, retails at eleven ninety nine. It's a Corona. It's a little bit darker, but it's probably one of the smoothest cigars. And if I had to say, you know, picking one out of five is like, you know, picking your favorite children. But um, I'd say the three <laughs> putt is one of my favorites. Oh, it's, wow. Uh, it's, it's got a, uh, it's a super smooth draw, and then it's got a, a sugar tip at the end that, that adds a little sweetness to it, which uh, makes you drool like crazy and has, gives you a hard time making you put it down. But you have the three putt, and then we have the, the bogey stogie, which is our hog. It's a big gordo. It's our cheapest cigar at $9. So you've got a wide range, anything from eighteen ninety nine to nine ninety nine, and uh, it suits any type of game, you know, whether you're, you're a guy out there that does celebrate and make the birdies and the pars, or you're just a guy out there that needs to need to smoke to enjoy, help you relax when you're not having such a great round. Absolutely. Have a fun time on the course. Yeah, that sounds great. The only one you're missing is, and it would be like the uh, unicorn, is uh, you need one called the uh, hole-in-one. Oh, I know. But then we'd never get to smoke it. Yeah, yeah. That's, see, that was the thing. That was going to be the problem. We had plans to incorporate that. We also had plans, um, and this may come out you know, next year as we continue to grow the business, but we want to get out a double bogey. Oh, and nice. You're, you're a more bold, uh, you know, medium-flavored guy or a dark Maduro guy. So we're thinking our double bogey will be uh, uh, our first kind of Maduro cigar. Well, very nice. I look forward to trying that one for sure. We'll, we'll make sure to get one in your hand. That's, that's for sure. All right. Well, sounds good, man. I don't know that I would ever get to smoke one of the birdies because that's a very rarity for me. I might have to play 10 <laughs> rounds before I got to a birdie, but I would probably smoke it anyway just because I enjoy a good cigar. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the birdies are great for, you know, out on the deck, for the patios and the clubhouses. Uh, another funny story just about the birdie is uh, I went out, you know, we we're we we're trying to test the market a little bit, and um, I went out with another foursome, and I always bring four pars and uh, four birdies in my golf bag. And uh, it was funny, at the end of the round, we had just two of us that actually birdied. You know, we waited until the end of the round. We went and had a drink on the patio, and uh, two of us that birdied lit up the birdies. And we, 
we made sure that the guys that didn't birdie, they couldn't light one. They had to have a car <laughs> that day. And uh, it, it just left for some bragging rights at the end of the round. It was kind of fun. You can't go wrong with either cigar, but uh, it was more more about the game. Yeah, well, they're, they're really great cigars. I'll tell you what, I was impressed. And like I said before, I wasn't expecting much because I've smoked some of the trashy golf course sticks before. And uh, they're not anything that I would look forward to. Being a golfer, I kind of noticed the same thing. I, I wouldn't say that I'm good enough to, to be able to tell the difference between a really high-rated and a non-rated cigar, but I can tell you the difference between a good one and a probably old or bad one. I think that's what the golfers in the golf industry was kind of getting treated, and it was hard getting, you know, just good cigars in the golf course. And I think that's why a lot of golfers were maybe reluctant to go move into the cigar industry you know so we're, we're, we're trying to change that you know with our presentation you know communicating the golf language to the guys and bringing really high quality cigars to those golf courses well that's awesome well as i said before i thought this cigar could actually compete in a regular market not just the golf do you have any plans to expand yeah we do we do um you know in terms of expanding in the golf courses, we're actually we're um, we're expanding down to Atlanta and South Carolina. Right now, we're just in Kansas City. We own about we are exclusively distributed to about 35 golf courses here in Kansas City, which there only being about 50 courses in the area. That's almost 70 percent of the market. Um, Very nice. Just selling only our cigars. Yeah. So we've done really well here. So we're branching out, and we're always looking for more help. You know, to your listeners, if you guys are looking for some supplemental income, uh, go on our website and apply because we're always looking for territory reps that love golf and love cigars, you know, would be looking to push our, our product to the golf courses in your area. But um, we're also looking to get in, um, in you know, some more humidor shops. Actually, the, the law just recently changed here in the state of Kansas where um, liquor stores are now able to sell cigars as well. Oh, so nice. We've seen an uptick in requests, yeah, and in being included in a lot of the liquor stores. So, yeah, we're trying to branch out. It is tough. We do have that marketing hurdle of trying to get off the golf gimmick of a, of a cigar. But we're hoping that, you know, led by our celebratory series, the rated cigars, that'll help us kind of penetrate that market a little bit easier. And especially, you know, when we, we, we get to talk with guys like you. Yeah, and I think when people get to smoke it, they'll they'll be like, this isn't just a golf course cigar. So, I mean, that I think that's your whole objective is to get it in the hands of people because uh, the cigar speaks for itself. Absolutely. So yeah, that's that's definitely our goal. We we want to get it to as many uh, you know cigar aficionados as we can, so that uh, we can get some great feedback from them. And you know, in the cigar industry, it's, it's real tight. You know, if, if you have a big following and 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 you like somebody's cigar, um, you know, more likely than not, they're going to trust you and, and go and try it themselves as well. So we just like to make sure people are trying it and give us a shot before they you know before they put their own rating on it. Yeah, I think that's a great idea and. For anyone listening that uh, wants to check them out, I've uh, posted some photos uh, over the last couple of weeks of uh, cigars. Tell us how we can, how the listeners can uh, look you up on your website or Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, definitely. Any type of you know search on Google. If you search any of our products, the Birdie Stogie Par Cigar, uh, our Mulligan Cigar, Three Putt, and the Bogey, uh, more often than not, we're going to come up number one. So if you uh, you do a Google search for any of our Five cigars, you're going to find us. Obviously, the website, greensidecigars.com. Um, and then we, we're on all the social channels as well, um, at Golf Stogies, um, if you want to tag us on Instagram. But, uh, yeah, we love showing photos um, of guys smoking cigars on the on the golf course, you know, and having a good time. It, I think that always brings, uh, you know, warmth to everybody's heart, wishing that they would be there with you. But, 
Yeah, so um, anywhere on the website or any of the social outlets, we'd love to love to chat back with anybody that has tried or liked our cigars. I'll uh, leave a link on my website so they can find you as well. That'd be great. And we also uh, we're releasing a merchandise store on there as well. So if you actually become, you know, more than just a fan of of the cigar or specific brand that we have, um, you know, you'll be able to go online and order T-shirts or cigar cutters or any other golf accessories and apparel as well. Oh, very nice. Um, that you can, you can wrap. Yeah. Cool deal. Well, Hey Ty, we appreciate you coming on and taking the time to uh, talk with us and tell your story. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks again for having us on. Well, I think things are going to be happening really good in your favor. So I look forward to seeing what happens, brother. Take care and uh, we will continue to smoke your stogies. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Hey, thanks, Ty. Take care. Hey, and we welcome back uh, Cigar Man Official. He's got our cigar tip of the week. How are you doing today? Doing excellent, Rob. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Hey, so what do you got for us this week on your cigar tips? Well, this week I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, humidors and the proper way to season a humidor. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, humidors, if you're already a seasoned professional and you know what you're doing, it's not for you. But, you know, there's a lot of smokers out there that are just getting into cigar smoking or you know, have been smoking for a while, but haven't really invested in a uh, humidor. And one of the first things you need to know is when you buy a humidor, it's very, very important that uh, you properly prepare it to take and keep proper humidity for cigars. Absolutely. uh, And one of the things I want to say before you get started on this is something that someone shared with me way back when, when I first got started was definitely make sure that you buy a humidor large enough to hold the cigars that you're going to smoke on a monthly basis. Don't buy a travel humidor and think that's going to be your setup. Right. No, definitely a humidor is a little bit of an investment, but it's a good investment to protect the cigars that you keep. Most guys, you know, that are um, weekend hobbyist smokers, they go and buy the cigars at the cigar shop, maybe keep it in a bag for a couple of days, and then they'll smoke them. But, you know, when you start getting to the point where you start, you know, receiving cigars as gifts or you're buying larger quantities of cigars or, you know, you're um, wanting to have access to cigars when you want them, it's definitely time to invest in a humidor. And, um, you know, just a quick uh, one-on-one on humidors. Humidors are made with Spanish cedar or mahogany. And what Spanish cedar is known for is the ability to um, retain or um, absorb water or absorb humidity. And so um, it's, it's there, you know, this has been around for hundreds of years, this technology, and it works. And right. the whole idea, the whole idea of, of keeping a, a, a cigar humidified came in that they made them in Cuba initially and the average um, relative humidity there was about 70 degrees, seven, between 70 and 72 degrees. So when they would roll and make the cigars, they would be in that perfect condition. They didn't need a humidor. Right. But when you bring them to other parts of the world or other parts of the country, you know, where we have a lot drier weather and um, you, you, the, those cigars will dry out on you. So that's the whole purpose of a humidor is to keep them at that relative humidity ideal for smoking cigars absolutely talk about a first time buy let's say you buy your first humidor humidors don't really come seasoned and seasoned means that you're you're getting it it's fully soaked at a a level that will maintain a relative humidity of between 64 and 72 
percent. And so, um, just all you need really is three things: a sponge, distilled water, and um, what else you need? And <laughs> and and um, a oh, humidor. And a humidor. There you go. I just drew a blank there, but um, but basically, yeah, you take distilled water, put it on a sponge or a, a wet cloth, and the you know there's some people that don't like to do the wipe down method. There's two methods. You can wipe down the wood with um, a damp cloth or damp sponge, and you only want to use distilled water. Right. You do not want to use regular regular water that has minerals in it because that will taint the wood. Yeah, and also I was reading if you use like regular tap water, those minerals uh, help promote the growth of uh, mold. Yes, mold, and, and it'll make it susceptible to beetles as well. Ah. So, yeah, definitely... Um, do not use tap water or even filtered water. You want to use distilled water. And there's another solution. It's, it's called 50-50 solution or pro, uh, propylene glycol solution, which is 50% um, distilled water and 50% um, propylene glycol, or glycol sorry, solution. And that basically will activate your humidor and your humidifier within the humid, uh, humidor. So um, you can get that at any cigar shop or online on Amazon. Um, a lot of them sell it as a humi- hum- humidor solution, they call it a lot of times. But it's just propylene glycol. So, yeah, anyways, when you got a first time, you wipe down all the wood inside. You leave it for about 30, 40 minutes until it's kind of dried out again. You'll see it dry out pretty quick the first time you do it. It's like, whoa, like no water even touched it. But the second and third time, you, you kind of want to do it up to three times and over probably a three-hour period. And um, that will properly soak in the, um, the water or season the walls and the, um, the wooden uh, floors of these humidors. And then you want a little bowl, either a plastic or a metal bowl, and you put that in there with some distilled water. Not very much, but with your sponge in there. So your sponge is kind of soaking wet. Okay. And you leave that in there over 40, the first 48 hours. That will make sure that the wood absorbs any other areas that you might have missed wiping down or anything. It all gets soaked in. So at that point, it, you know, you want, it takes about 72 hours to really properly season it. But you're good for a long time. After you do a seasoning is first thing you do is you get a properly um, calibrated hygrometer and... Um, you know, they have analog and digital hygrometers. We won't, we'll go into that another time. But basically, you want to make sure that is properly calibrated. But if you're losing humidity, that's when you want to re-soak it. If it's keeping a proper humidity level, you don't need to mess with it. Right, right. And, yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll tell people to add, um, they have beads that you can buy or gel beads. And you put those in a little bottle and you put um, distilled water in there. And that can help keep that humidity level up. So you're not going to have to take out all your cigars and recharge it or re-soak it, you know, but I would definitely re-soak your humidors once a year at minimum. If you, and if, but if you start noticing a decline in your um, relative humidity, definitely uh, consider doing it earlier. And that probably has a lot to do with like the climate that you live in. Like uh, you're in California and I'm in Texas and we have a very drastic change as far as climates go. So our humidors dry out quite a bit faster than what yours would. Well, 
everything dries out faster in Texas. Come <laughs> right, on. right. <laughs> well, and I and I'm going to share this with everyone. I'm I'm everybody knows I smoke a lot of cigars, but I'm also a little bit lazy when it comes to my humidor. So I purchased a product from Oasis. It's an automatic humidifier for your humidor, and basically you set it, and once you uh, fix it up with the uh, distilled water. Uh, you soak the uh, uh, reservoir until for like 30 minutes, and then you put it in the humidor, and then it's good to go. I don't have to worry about what humidity it is all the time. I do have one of those uh, Bovetta uh, butlers, which tells me what the humidity is, but I love it because I don't ha- really have to do anything once I set it up. Yeah, that Oasis product, I haven't used it, so I'm not familiar with it, but I've heard great things about it, that it maintains you set the level you want, and it'll maintain that level for you. And with that and the combination of the Bovetta Butler, that Butler, like I go on my phone, and it shows the relative humidity for each day for the, like the last 30 days, so you can see how well it's performing. And I, I love the combination of the Oasis and the Bovetta Butler. So the Butler, you, you just got it as part of the Luxury Cigar Club. Correct. Um, yeah, subscription. Yeah, a lot of people are getting those, and I, I haven't seen it yet personally, but what you're saying is there's an app with it on your phone that basically talks to the butler, and then you can measure, you can look at it at any point and see what the humidity is at that moment. Right. Oh, wow. So I was looking at mine yesterday, and it's fluctuated like 71 to 72 for the last eight days. So, I mean, I didn't go back further than that look, but I was just wanting to see how well the Oasis is keeping it humidified in there, and it's doing a great job. Well, I think you're intimidating all the newbies that they have to use technology. Just just know that what we're saying, this is all extras and fun stuff when you get, you know, when you, he's got, I mean, how many does your cigar uh, hum- uh, humidor hold. My, well, I have two humidors. Uh, one is my chest, got the glass top, and uh, anyway, it holds about 150 cigars. And then I have my standing humidor, and it holds uh, approximately 400 cigars. Wow! Holy cow! Well, I'm way behind you. So <laughs> I've got I've got three humidors, um, and I started off. I'm going to give everybody a really good uh, uh, tip here. If you're you're going to thinking about buying a humidor. There's a great deal um, out there, and we'll talk about it. But basically, I bought mine online, and um, it was I think thirty bucks. Well, it is thirty bucks. It's it's uh, Cigars International has a, never bought anything from them. They will give you a, a first time deal, basically where you can buy a nice desktop humidor for fifty cigars and ten top notch cigars. And I'll give the code out before we end the show here. And that's this for like a first time buyer. First time buyer. That's great. And that's what I did. And that kind of got me started with my first humidor. It's a glass top um, opening. And, um, yeah, basically um, started there. And then I got another 50, another humidor that I got. I, this is something I recommend. If you smoke any flavored cigars, try not to mix your flavored cigars with your regular cigars. It will uh, taint them. Yeah, I, I don't so, smoke flavored cigars, but I've always thought that you wouldn't want to have those next to each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I keep them because we entertain, and I'll have the non-cigar smokers out there, first-timers, they enjoy a nice uh, flavored cigar. So I do have it, and I have it in a smaller humidor. So that's a little tip as well. But, um, yeah, then I have a, um, a larger humidor that holds 150. And so what I do is when I buy online, I usually let my cigars sit for two to three weeks minimum 
in uh, one of my humidors. Then I move them over to my main humidor, which is 150, and I know everything in there is smokable. Nice. And so that's kind of how I kind of transition my online purchases and then move them over to my my regular smokers. That's a, it's a, a you know something that as you get more cigars in hand, you you'll you want to um, kind of figure things out. But you know if you're a first time uh, humidor purchaser, you got to season it, you got to prepare it for use. The reason is it will pull humidity from something. So if you put cigars, this is the downside. If you put cigars inside a humidor that has not been seasoned, it will quickly dry out your cigars because it will pull all the humidity out of the cigars for the wood. Oh, that's a and good so, tip. I didn't realize that. I mean, I, I, yeah, it makes yeah. sense, though. I just never have thought about that. Everybody wants to stick their cigar. When they get a brand new humidor, they want to stick their cigars in it right away and not mess with it. But it's very important. Allow about 48 to 72 hours to properly get it ready. And you'll be happy for a long time. There we go. A happy humidifier. Like a happy humidifier, happy life. That's right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, we appreciate the tip. And uh, I know a lot of people that will be working to uh, season their humidors now. So we appreciate that. Hey, I'm going to give out that code. Um, it's good till July of 2019. And so it's SA7533. Gotcha. Use it and abuse it. Gotcha. Share it with your friends. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, we appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, brother. Talk to you. Thanks, sir. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the show this week. Appreciate all our guests as always. And uh, we say thank you to Cigar Man Official for his cigar tip. And now we'll get to the cigar pick of the week. That's going to be something a little different this week. Uh, I'm going with a punch egg roll. If you haven't heard of this cigar, definitely see if you can find it. It's uh, kind of a gimmick, but it turns out that it's a really good cigar. And the price point is crazy. It's $3.99 and it's a four and a half by 50 and i tell you what man it's a really good cigar so if you can find them check them out anyway we're gonna do something a little different this week on cigar talk trivia we're gonna take the first 30 correct answers from the individuals who send us those and uh, we're gonna put in a drawing so everybody has a fair shot some people can't listen on day one or day two so we want to make it kind of fair for everyone so anyway the question this week is if you go back to last week's episode uh, where we revisited the train car if you can tell us the name of the cigar company that did the event the night before we were there, the winner of the drawing will receive a free select draw cutter. Uh, it comes with a, a little uh, velvet bag and a really cool cutter that they made. Uh, I've enjoyed using it and I've got an extra one here. I'm going to pass along to one of you guys. So uh, anyway, we uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for hanging out with us and we look forward to next week. And until next time, stay smoking, my friends.